from the book. There it is, from the book of Ephesians, because I just alluded to this a minute ago about how God, as our perfect Father, is the Father of all fathers, and uh, I want to read where I'm getting that from. It's from uh, book of Ephesians, chapter three. And then again, I'm going to speak a blessing over you. So Paul says, this is what I'm praying for, for all of you. This is Paul. Sometimes, sometimes I am really aware of how real um, these people are. I know, I know we know they're real, but there are times when I know that I know that not only were they real back then, but they're real right now. And the prayer is just as active and just as alive. And that Paul, in a sense, his very spirit is here saying it to you right this moment. So I just want you to get, get how real this is. And Paul says, this is what I'm going to pray for you all. I'm kneeling before the father from whom every fatherhood in heaven or on earth takes its name. And in the abundance of the Father's glory, may the Father, through His Spirit, enable you to grow firm with power in regard to your inner self, so that Christ may live in your hearts through faith. And then, this is what's going to happen, planted in love, built on love with all of God's holy people, you will have the strength to grasp the breadth and the length and the height and the depth so that knowing the love of Christ, which is beyond knowledge, but knowing it here, you may be filled with the utter fullness of God, the father himself. That's pretty amazing right there. That's an amazing blessing. And that one came straight from Paul to you. So would you just say out loud, I receive that blessing. There's something about receiving blessing. We all need it. We all need blessing all the time. But there's something about when our hearts open it up and say, yes, yes to that, yes to that, yes to that. Okay, so I want you to get your hearts ready to receive blessing tonight because you're going to get lots of it. Lots of blessing tonight. So tonight, when, earlier, um, I've been telling you lately, I've been, I've been crying a lot lately. It's good cries. My, my heart's just getting so tenderized. Um, by the Lord. Here's a very important looking piece of paper that I wrote this down on. Because it's what I had at the moment through my tears as he was telling me something. But I said, Lord, I get to bless tonight. And um, what what do I get to bless him with? You know, what can I bless him with? And um, this is just, this is what I was feeling for you today. And I, was, I just want to speak these few things over you. One, I just want to speak into your life that Jesus is more real than anything. That's got a lot of different <laughs> uh, things, you know, ways that's going to work out in your life. But I, that's all. That's all I want to say for starters. Jesus is more real than anything. 
He's more real than what you think you're going through. He's more real than the, the, the things you think are in front of you that are, that are holding you back. He's way more real than any of that. So I'm declaring over you the reality of Jesus in your life. The reality of his love and his power. He is so in love with you, so for you, that he's so real. So I'm declaring that into you, that realness of Jesus into you. The second thing I'm, I'm declaring over you is the courage to let him in. The courage to let him into the deepest places of your heart. Because you all at different times struggle with different things. And we all at times have tried to hide from him. And it's not going to work. It's just not going to work. It's not, it's not what you need. So I'm, I'm declaring into you right now, into your hearts, I'm blessing you with the courage to let Jesus into the deepest places of your heart. I heard that. I heard people saying, I receive it. That's so good. Just receive that courage. Do you see what's happening here? I'm not, there's, there's going to be no, you've got to do this and this and this and this and this to be right with God. No, it's Jesus. <laughs> It's just him. So I'm giving you the courage to let him in and and to do whatever he needs to do in your heart. He can take care of any problem, any struggle you have that you think is so great. He's way bigger still. He so is able to take care of it. But I'm giving you the courage. I'm blessing you with the courage to let him in. Here's a third one thing I want to tell you. You are doing so much better than you think you are. I bless you with that. I bless you to know that. You're doing so much better than you think you are. And for some of you, you're like, I don't feel like I'm doing much of anything. I'm just kind of standing. Exactly. You're standing. For some of you, that's huge. For what's been going on in your life, for some of you, that's huge. You're still in the game. You're here. And the Lord is still using you every single day of your life. And you are doing better than you think. Here's another one. I bless you with the knowledge to know in your knower that you are further along than you know. Are you taking this in? I receive that, Brent. You are f- further along than you know. So often we feel like we're not where we're supposed to be. I miss this opportunity. And that says, oh, no. God says, oh, no. I have a way of working every th- one of those things into your good and still getting you right where I want you to be. He's brilliant. He's powerful. He's for you. And you are further along than you know. Just say yes to that. Yeah. I know, it, I know it doesn't always feel that way. I'm not asking for your feeler to agree with this. I'm asking for your spirit to agree with what I'm saying. My, your spirit says yes. Yes to that. Here's something I want to tell all of you. Every single one of you. The seemingly small acts of love and kindness. I said seemingly, right? The small acts of love and kindness are making... A bigger difference than you could ever imagine. I'm going to say that again. 
the seemingly small acts of love and kindness that you do all the time, they're making a much bigger difference than you could possibly imagine. It's true. It's true. This, is, this life is about love more than anything. And it's about the Lord growing us up in love. And it takes a while sometimes for us to learn how to love. Get over our selfishness and learn how to truly love people just to love them. But it's happening. And he's using you to make a difference. And he is changing you from glory to glory. It's happening. Your heavenly father is extremely proud of you. Did every person in this room just hear and receive what I just said? Your heavenly father is extremely proud of you as his son and daughter. I wish I had the time, you know, to go over to each one of you. Extremely proud of you. So I'm releasing that right now. I'm releasing the father's blessing who says to each one of you, you are exactly what I wanted. Wow. When I made you, you were my dream fulfilled. I rejoice that I made you. And I celebrate you. <laughs> so I release the Father's blessing over every single one of you. And finally... I want to tell you. I want to tell you that Suzanne and I, as the father and the mother of this house, we're super proud of you too. And we are amazed. We talk about this all the time. We're amazed at, at the hearts that have gathered together in this place. We're amazed at um, how you have helped us to shape an environment where love abounds, where hope is tangible, so tangible you can touch it, and therefore we're a place where people are being transformed again and again and again, over and over again, transformed, renewed, restored. And so I, I say, and Suzanne, we say together, thank you. Thank you. We're super proud of you. We're, we are blessed to know you. We're blessed to be with you. Super blessed. Really. Do you want to add anything? Okay. She's adding with her tears. She's sitting there crying. But it's because <laughs> uh, to the depth of our heart, I'm, I'm, I really mean that. Um. And so tonight, um, that's what we're going to do. You're just going to hear from uh, some other people, and you're going to hear them bless you. They'll share a little bit, and they're going to bless you. And again, at the end, we're going to bless each other. Because you know why? You were made to receive blessing, and you were made to give blessing. You were. <laughs> so first, um, I, I have the privilege of introducing um, someone to you who... I'll tell you his name for starts, but I'm but don't come up just yet. His name is Roger Lewis, and um, 
just a minute, I'll have him up. But ah, many of you know my, my own journey of um, when I first uh, planted a church many years ago. Didn't really have a, a father figure in my life, a spiritual father. I had, uh, and and so um, I ran into some problems because of that. And when we started this church, um, I did make sure I had some spiritual fathers around me. M- most of you know um, the two that I mentioned mostly are are Bill Johnson, Chris Valentin, who both um, took me under their wing a little. They they certainly gave me you know, the thumbs up of approval. They told me things that I needed to hear. Chris, Chris stills very much, uh, Bill and Chris both, but Chris very much is still in contact. Um, and, um, tells us things we need to know when we need to hear it. Cause he's, he's a father who's not only for me, but he also wants me to grow. He loves me enough to want me to grow. And there's some things I need to hear sometimes in order to grow. So, um, but, but, uh, w- about a year and a half ago, Leif Hetland came, and he really challenged us to a whole other level of, of love and of um, fatherhood and sonship. And whenever I use those words, that's um, all generic inclusive. So I'm talking father and motherhood. I'm talking sons and daughters. And, um, but but he's, the more I hung around with Leif, I saw a love that came out of him that was just crazy love, like you know, just oozing out of this guy. And he attributed so much of it to the fact that he was able to love his, his own spiritual father, Jack Taylor. Um, but something in him changed when he turned his heart on in a sense to choose to love his, his father like that, a spiritual father like that. Now we have earthly fathers that we love, which is awesome. And, and uh, at times um, the Lord will also give us others in our life, um, mothers and fathers who we can love. And so about, I don't know, I don't know how long ago now, but half a year to a year ago, something like that. I, I had a conversation with Roger um, because I knew that my heart needed to experience even deeper depths of love. That one that we just read in Ephesians to know the height and the width and the depth. How do you get there? And so much of it is that we actually for our own selves, we need to learn and choose to love people at a different, in a different way, at a different level, um, because it will turn around and bless us back. And so, so I had this conversation with Roger and I said, Roger, can I, is it okay with you <laughs> if I just love you as, as a dad? And, uh, we had this conversation. It was wonderful. But, but, uh, since that time, um, my heart, my heart's always been for this guy because Roger's been around and helped us, Suzanne and I, through many things over the last 15 years, um, th- through some of the hard times in our life. But, but I can say that something is going even deeper. And, and Roger hasn't had to do a thing for me. Like, I didn't say, can I love you as a spiritual dad because of what you're going to do for me? I said, no, Roger, I just need to do this. Uh, and, and the Lord showed me of all the people around here, Roger lives in Livermore. And so I get to see him. We get to see him often. Um, and uh, I just need this for me. And so it has enriched my heart greatly. Just I just love Roger like crazy. And he has offered so much wisdom and so much comfort when we need it. 
And so I just want, I really wanted to honor him in front of you. I wanted you to get, have a chance to just hear from him. I said, Roger, if you have anything you want to say, great. If not, would you just bless us? So you guys ready to have a, a blessing from Roger? Would you honor him? This is... receive that. I receive that holy hug. And we'll give you a chance um, later on to bless each other. And, and uh, I appreciate what you just said, Roger, that um, when we talk about blessing, it isn't, doesn't have to be in the form of I bless you. It can be, and that's awesome. But it is very much the hugs. It's any way that you affirm people, any ways that you're building them up. Um, so awesome, awesome, awesome. Thank you, Roger. Um, I had another uh, person I was going to uh, introduce to you, but um, something came up and, and unexpected, and so she wasn't able to be here, uh, Nancy Harden. I, I've, I've introduced you to her before, um, but she is a, definitely a, a spiritual mama to me. She is an amazing intercessor warrior. She's um, powerful. She's, she's probably, I, I'm trying to think, anyway, she's, she's in her 80s. Uh, she lives in Oakland. She's just spunky and on fire. And um, But every time I talk to her, oh, my goodness, she pours encouragement into me. So when you find people like that, get used to hanging around them. Um, and, and let me just say this. You, you, we all can be encouragers of each other, and we need to be constantly in, in just the little ways all the time. But what I'm describing to you now, when you find someone special, that's a God thing. Because you can't, you, you guys know you can't make that happen. It just, they just happen certain times. But when they do happen, value them. You know, go after, you know, 
do what you can to, to receive more. Um, so um, next I want to introduce to you um, David Nyquist, um, who, let me, let me talk about David for a minute. Um, David is someone uh, that Suzanne and I have known, David and Amy, his wife Amy, uh, who couldn't be here tonight, but David is someone that, uh, that we've known for about um, 10 years, something close to that, because it was pretty early on in our Blazing Fire days that, that uh, he and, and Amy showed up. And um, just a remarkable young man, younger than me, man. <laughs> um, I love David so much, and and somewhere along the way, um, his his dreams. He kept he has all these huge dreams inside of him, which you'll you'll probably hear some when you just or you'll see it in him. But he's got all these big dreams. But um, and along the way, he kind of ran into some hard places along the way, and and asked along the way first. He and Amy asked for Suzanne and I to kind of help out, be there to mentor, be there to encourage, and because we had developed this. A deep relationship over the years. It was an easy, easy call to um, love on them and encourage them and cheer them on. And so um, I want him to to speak next. Um, and then I, I think I'm going to let you introduce Nin after you're done. Is that cool? All right. So here's David Nyquist. Oh. Love you. I forgot to mention that David and Amy pastor a church in Oakland called Tree of Life. And uh, awesome church. So anyway, David. Thank you. I feel so blessed right now. Isn't it amazing? I mean, what, what a father's grace that is on Brent's life. It's just incredible. Sitting here like soaking it up. I mean, I'm t- I was sitting there thinking, like, how can I even get up there? I'm not going to make it to the stage. I just, (laughs) and I'm quite tall. (laughs) Long legs to move. (laughs) Uh, Well, I'm just going to tell you a little bit about my journey. Um, It was about 13 years ago that I landed here in Northern California from Chicago, and um I was really broken. You know, I was just, I was very broken, very, um, I was, I was just hurting. I was hurting a lot. And, um, uh, I had just a little bit of hope that the God that I grew up somewhat acquainted with was going to do some amazing things with my tiny little bit of hope. Um, and as I was sitting here, I remembered a conversation that I had with a friend at the time. It's a new friend that I had met out here. And I was always talking about spiritual things because I was really searching. I was seeking. So I would always, you know, just talk about things. And, and as I was sitting here, I remembered I had this, this picture come to mind once in a conversation. I said, I feel like I'm wearing this gigantic shirt it's like a spiritual shirt, and it's way too big for me. Has anybody ever felt that before in your life? I mean, I guess it was like I was talking with him, and in my spirit, I could feel that I was wearing this gigantic shirt, but I felt so small. 
anyway, um, I didn't know what to do with that, you know, with just a, this picture that came to mind. But um, I started, you know, I just started pursuing God. And um, the hunger in my heart was hard to identify at the time because I don't think 13 years ago we, we as the church were really talking a lot about spiritual family, at least not where I was doing church and community. And so I really didn't know what I was looking for, but, um, but I was always drawn to people who had a fatherly quality about them. And, uh, I was, I was always, always looking for a relationship, a connection there, someone to affirm me, someone actually to reach out to me and pursue me and, and love me. And, um, you know that uh, I, that took several different forms over the years, and I think each one played its part. None was none was perfect. No offense, Brent. I mean, you're amazing, <laughs> but even Brent knows he's not perfect. <laughs> um, but um, I wanted to say that this this gigantic shirt that I was wearing was was really a sense, I think, for me of who I was created to be. And there's a lot of different spiritual things that we can do to grow. But the most significant one for me has been the journey from an orphan to a son. Hard journey. Hard journey. I mean, there are so many risks involved. It's scary. I mean, it's scary to be an orphan and then think... Can I trust somebody to love me? You know, can I, am I even lovable? Will they reject me? That's such a huge one, right? So, um, journey from orphan to son. And then kind of the, the sense of like, I'm meant to keep going. (laughs) I'm meant to become a father, you know, and I'm a father in the natural. And if you are, you know how much that teaches you. Um, you know, it's like. It's incredible, but um, I, I actually need to use this. Um, <laughs> that to me was the growing up into the full stature of Christ, and I, I haven't hit that. In a sense, that giant shirt is kind of like my spirit man, who knows best. But I, in you know myself, like I'm, I'm becoming the fullness, the full picture of of who I was created to be in Christ, and. And I want to say that over you, you know, you are made to be a mother and a father or a father from an orphan to a son or daughter to a mother or father. Um, One thing I learned in that journey was uh, the scripture, you know, that says honor a prophet in the name of a prophet and you will receive a prophet's reward. That is so powerful. It's, you know, we have the ability to know one another after the spirit. And when we use that ability and we recognize a a true, a father, and we honor that person as a father, you receive the reward. Can you receive it? (laughs) Yeah, I receive it, right? It's so, um, so honor a prophet, honor God as a father. And when I chose to honor Brent as a father, as he was saying, there's something that, that just happens in in me. Just I just felt like 
like I was, I was starting to fill out, really fill out that spiritual shirt. It's a huge blessing. Okay, um, so I want to bless you now. And uh, I wrote something the other day that uh, relates to uh, this topic. So I actually, if you'd like to put your hand on your heart, uh, some of this is, is me writing, but there's a bunch of blessings in here. And I wrote it in the first person, so you can kind of like hear the eye and, and take that for yourself. Uh, so the truth is that servants do not inherit the family fortune. It's a sad truth, but servants don't inherit the family fortune. And friends, friends know about the family fortune, but they don't inherit the family fortune. They see it. But sons and daughters, sons and daughters are the rightful heirs. Sons and daughters live with an innate need to receive. They posture themselves to receive. The belief that I am no longer an orphan, but a son dramatically shifts my paradigm. As a son, I believe that I am wanted just as I am. I am liked, I am enjoyed, helped, comforted, and that my needs and wants are ever before my Father, and that He is working all things out for my good. As a son, I have spiritual favor. My life has a unique interaction with heaven that causes good things to happen in accordance with my ability to receive my destiny. But I must believe. Now, belief is as simple as learning to see the truth about God, myself, and this life. So on the one hand, there is the orphan striving to carve a life for himself, suspicious of anyone that would tempt his heart to trust another way. And on the other hand, there is the son resting in the expansive authority of a father whose goodness knows no limit. Father and son have a relationship of mutual trust. as the son recognizes that his father would do anything for him. He learns to use his authority wisely. There's no need to covet the life of another. Mine is tailored perfectly to my liking, says the son. My father likes me. Even as this world suffers with great need and desperation, the son knows that the father is doing his part. And as the son trusts the father, so is the son energized to do his own part in this world. Just want to finish with an exhortation. Um, I really believe that we, the church, can get this. As Brent is, is releasing courage into the room, he's blessing us with courage that we'll take that courage and we'll run. 
and we'll, we'll receive our lives as sons and our, and our destinies as mothers and fathers so that we carry heaven's culture and influence the world with the love of God. That we'd be so unashamed of his love, walking in his authority, so happy about who he's made us to be. I'm telling you, that kind of confidence, people are just, they're undone before it. <laughs> Where did you get that? They will say. <laughs> I want me some of that. <laughs> yeah. Amen. Amen. <sighs> well, <laughs> um, Nin, would you come up here? Would you all welcome Nin to the stage? <clears throat> <laughs> it was funny <laughs> it was I don't know, a couple months ago that Nin went up to Brent and said you're my grandpa <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's great um, it's uh, it's been really fun to uh, to take those risks and become a son and then and then really um position my heart to become a father and uh you know and, and nin um nin responded with he just recognized that desire in his own life for that kind of relationship and so we kind of sketched out a plan and said let's just figure this out i love you and i want to see you become everything that god's made for you to be so um and it's been it's been amazing and and fun, and maybe he'll share a little bit about that. I'm not really sure what he's going to say, but it's. Uh, but I'm going to pass you the mic now, and you're going to do a great job. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. Hey, guys. Hi. Um, so I'm a son. I used to be an orphan. Um, I think first when I met David, we, he was like this white pastor, you know, preaching and um at first when i asked him to be my spiritual dad it felt really kind of weird because i'm asian and he's white and everything uh, but then i thought about it well i have a relationship with jesus and he's not exactly asian either so you know <laughs> believe me both relationships worked out pretty fine yeah, um, yeah. David's been really awesome dad to me. You know, the difference between an orphan and a son. I've I really, as an orphan, I really felt like I was a mistake. Um, where where as a son, like having really awesome family, is you're really celebrated, you're loved, and. And um, something that David has on his life is you just he just really um, wants to see the desires of your heart come true. Um, yeah, and it kind of makes me feel like I, I'm desired. Yeah. yeah. So 
I just feel like for all your families out there and uh, spiritual moms and dads, um, I just pray for culture of heaven, of love and, and intimacy. Like living vulnerably is really hard. Um, and I just read today in some book, uh, not Bible, but some book that people are mostly vulnerable when they are watching their kids sleeping. Um, yeah. So I just pray that for for these families, um, you guys would have a have an environment of love, vulnerability, courage, and and strength to really have a real relationship to be known and and make the kid really feel like, you know, I'm a son. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you. The first is, uh, I, I forgot to mention earlier that in just two weekends, uh, Stephen DeSilva from Bethel Church in Reading is going to come do a Prosperous Soul uh, seminar. I actually had a, a, a clip, which I'm not going to show tonight um, because we went elsewhere. We're going to do, uh, but I'm going to show it next week, but where he describes the Prosperous Soul. And though, uh, oh, uh, Suzanne and I know Stephen personally, he's an awesome awesome person. We love him so much. He is uh, Bethel's chief financial officer. Um, and, but I guess if I want, what I want to tell you is if you could imagine the culture of love and honor and grace that oozes out of Bethel, and then you have someone who actually is kind of financially helping them to fulfill their dreams. That's what he, that's kind of who he is. He puts the weds, the two, but when he described the prosperous soul, he didn't talk about money at all in this video clip. He was talking about our dreams and about being congruent with who we are and going after what God has created us to do. So I know that he will talk some about money, about the financial aspect of things. And we're going to have him back several more times in this next year um, to do kind of add-ons to this. Like this is kind of the base work of especially getting you out of that orphan mindset. That's a big part of what this is, is getting you out of the orphan mindset um, because if you believe you're an orphan, you're, you're not going to go after your dreams because who's going who's gonna to pay for your dreams? You know what I'm saying? You have to know your father and his heart for you. So I, I'm super encouraging you to be there. Um, it's a Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon conference, uh, seminar. The cost is, is a whopping $15 and he's going to give you his materials for that. In other words, he's, his, the cost is, he's giving you the materials at his cost because he just wants you to have them. We are going to take a, a love offering for him, but money should not be the reason why you're not coming to this thing. If it is, you really need to be here. <laughs> you really need to be here to break out of that.
So um, please consider. I know um, I know life's busy. I know that's a you know it's a it's a two day commitment. Um, it's actually going to be at two different churches um, here on Saturday, but Friday night at, in Dublin at um, Village Parkway Parkway Fellowship. But if um, if you don't know where that is, don't worry. Go to our. You can sign up online. In fact, that's where I want you to sign up. Is online, which is blazingfire.org. So if you can remember all this, I don't know. But please, please sign up. Please come. Maybe next week uh, we'll have, you know, flyers if, that you can sign up for here. But I know most of you are computer savvy. If you're not and you want to sign up, feel free. You could just come up and write on on one of the offering envelopes. I want to come and here's my name and number and stuff. Okay. Um, all right. So I, I just wanted to tell you about all that because I'd completely forgotten to do that earlier and it's just two weeks away. Uh, Roger, I, I had one more thing. Suzanne, would you come on back up just for a minute? And, um, cause I wanted you to help me do this, bring up the, the yeah, you can pull that off. I go ahead. Yeah. Come on up with him. So Roger, come on back up. Cause we brought, we brought flowers for you and, uh, <laughs> I love you. So, go ahead and go ahead and get the other one too, honey. Because we brought flowers for you and we brought flowers for Nancy, but Nancy's not here. So you're, you're tonight. You're going to get double blessing, double honor, and um, and you can you could choose if you want to give it away to somebody or you just want to make your house extra beautiful. Either way, it's up to you. But but we completely honor you. We love you. And we just forgot to do that earlier. So thank you, Roger. So um, tonight, uh, as we as we take communion, I just want to let you know, um, Roger will be slipping out pretty quick. So if you wanted to love him, you're gonna have to do it real quick because he'll be out of here. But um, I'm liking that we're we're kind of starting this a little bit early, early for Blazing Fire standards, by the way. Um, uh, but we're gonna start. We're gonna have communion in just a couple minutes. So let me set it up for you because I'm I'm really looking forward to this time right now. Um, the Lord put it on my heart that, that as we take communion, we would be blessing each other, um, especially, uh, generationally. You just saw, you know, different generations represented up here. Um, uh, what I mean generationally is, 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 um, I think you guys know the enemy kind of works overtime to give us reasons to try to divide and separate but we all need each other big time. And so even, uh, even the generation. So sometimes, um, as we get older, we look at young people and we say, wow, they got a lot of growing, growing up to do. Well, yeah, of course they do. So, you know, so did we, and so do I still where I'm at, but you know what I'm saying? We look and we go, oh gosh, they still have a lot of growing to do, but there's so much we can bless in the young, in the young people, the zeal, um, the passion, you know, all the things that we can bless in the young people to go after their dreams. Um, and various ones of you, as David mentioned, you're going to be mothers and fathers to these young ones, which means who's going to love them enough 
in ways that are going to build them up, not tear them down to say, Hey, here's ways that, that, that you can grow. Um, so, um, and also as David said, though, you really can't be a mom and a dad, a mom or a dad, the way that you want, unless you first learn to receive as a son or a daughter. And it's not an age thing. Do you get that? It's not an age thing. So you may be 60 and needing to learn 70 and needing to learn how to be a son or a daughter. You may be 20 and you've received that and you're ready to be a father or a mother to others as well as receiving and the receiving and the giving never ends. Those relationships don't end. They just keep getting better. All right. So tonight specifically, this is what I'm going to do. We're going to have four different um, stations up here. Uh, Okay, we're going to do three stations tonight. Art, Art and Donna. Um, oh, there you are. Come on up here. This is Art and Donna Fuller. They are just amazing mothers and fathers in the spirit. And they're going to they're gonna, um, have one of the stations up here. They're going to be up here. And the first thing that's going to happen, um, you know what? Let me introduce the rest of them first, and then I'll explain it all. So you stay right there. They're amazing people. Um, Clayton and Diane Jung. Come on up. <laughs> These people are worthy of honor. They really are. Uh, Clayton and Diane, amazing hearts, amazing hearts. Gosh, I mean, you know, I could spend a long time talking about these people. I'm not actually going to do that. They're, they're awesome, awesome people. And the last couple up here is Russ and Susan Folkler. So all six of these people, very safe, very loving. They know how to bless. And you will receive a blessing. So I'm going to ask, as you come up in a little bit, um, first that you all would, would speak a blessing over them as, as they're taking communion, however you want to do that. But I'm going to ask you, t- you all to come up here in twos when you come up for communion. You're not coming up by yourself. You're coming up here with somebody. I'm going to ask that you try to pick somebody generationally different than yourself, which means, I don't know, think at least a 10-year gap one way or the other. Best you can figure. Don't ask for ages, you know? Don't do that. No birth certificates required here. Um, Getting there. Um, because this is what I want to have happen. I would like, I would like you to be able to come up with someone. You may just be in meeting them for the first time. That'd be even better. If this seems scary to you, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to explain this where I take all that away because this is going to be fun. It really will. I've done things like this before. It's fun. It's just good. So as you find someone, I would like you to come up together with them. You're going to come up together. You're going to go to one of the three stations up here. Um, they're going to bless you as you, and, and the way we do communion here is we have bread and you're going to dip it in, in the juice and eat it. Each of, us, each of you will eat it. 
They're going to bless each of you. Then when they're done, so that others can come up and have communion, the two of you are going to go somewhere else, maybe here, maybe there, somewhere other than right in front of the communion. And you're just going to go somewhere, and you're going to look at each other in the eyes, and you're going to bless each other. Um, again, this doesn't have to, you do not have to match. Nobody's comparing anything. Doesn't matter how long or short it is. You don't have to say as much as they say or less. However you just want to bless. So blessing can just be something you're saying to them that affirms them. Something that says that they're, you know, that they're important. However you want to do that. Again, if they're older than you, you might want to talk about, you know, thank you for the wisdom that you bring. If they're younger, thanks for the zeal and the passion that you have. Whatever it is, something like that. Usually what, you know, the Lord may the Lord's going to do some fun things with that. I promise. Now, because what might happen is um, different ones of you might like be sitting by yourself for a little while. Um, I'm going to ask that I'm going to give you permission. You can come up here as many times as you want with as many people as you want. So after you do this, you get to do it again with someone else and again with someone else. Have fun with this. We have some time. So have fun with this. Please do it at least once. Even if this feels a little scary to you, I promise it will bless your heart. And again, you could, it can be as simple as, you ready for this? You all ready for this? I bless you in Jesus' name. Can you all do that? You, it could be that simple, and that's totally cool. Um, you who are really, you know, been at Blazing Fire a long time, look, look for those who maybe are feeling a little tentative and go and love them into doing this. Don't force them. Love them. Any questions or is this kind of making sense? I, I just, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this. So let, why don't you guys um, spread out in three different places. Yeah, kind of you guys in the middle. There you go. And Suzanne's going to give you the, that. So I'm going to pray for us. Okay. As she's passing that, I'm going to pray for us right now. Father, thank you that we um, have a position with you that will never change as sons and daughters. We, we have a relationship with you that never changes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, Jesus, that you secured that on the cross. Anything that could have gotten in the way of us not being good enough, not, uh, being able to be in that relationship. You took care of all that, Jesus. Now we get to be in a relationship. We get to be sons and daughters. And I'm asking Holy Spirit, would you orchestrate this right now? Would you orchestrate it? Who meets up with who? Who prays? Who blesses who? Um, just so that every heart in here can be touched in a significant way. In Jesus' name. And, I, and, I, and to the parents, it's totally cool if you get your children and have communion with them. That's generational. Um, and if you do that, parents, if you're doing that with your kids, actually it'd be a good thing to do that, at least for the first time. And then you can do it with others as well. Um, have communion again with others as well. But if you do with your children, then go ahead and after you take communion, take them to the side, you know, speak a blessing over them, tell them why, why you love them, something about that. And then coach them to do the same for you. Use it as a learning tool and coach them. And this is where you say something good about mommy or daddy. It's okay to, it's okay to coach them, all right? Okay. So, uh, Matt, if you could put some music on, that would be amazing. And I invite you to go ask the Holy Spirit. Go around, look for somebody that is generationally a little different than yourself. <laughs>